0: Rovash sat in the big soft chair close to the hearth fire. He was holding the small survivor in his arms. He had opened his shirt and folded her into it where she lay curled up. She was a pale fishy gray, shaking with horrible chills. Rovash did all he could to warm her. EJ will be Okay. Fiona said, tiptoeing into the main hall. She wanted to ease Rovash's worries. How is she doing? Not good, Fiona. I am not her kin, and she is weak. Is there anything we can do? Fiona asked. I'm sorry, Fiona. I think she will fade again into true death. I can only give her what small comfort... We can now afford. Fiona saw the tears welled up in Rose's eyes as he stared at the fire. I can see now my brother is bound to you, Fiona. He almost perished because you struggled to come back from the realm of healing. I will not let you try this again. I cannot risk losing you both. Rose said quietly but firmly, not taking his eyes off the flame in the hearth. I'm sorry, so sorry. Fiona just quit talking, feeling the weight of his words, knowing an apology meant little right now. Fiona knelt down and huddled over the side of Rose's chair to hold the tiny elven girl's weak hand. Her golden brown hair was a tangled mess It hung down in great mats past her thin shoulders. She might have looked like an adolescent at first glance, but after talking to her, Fiona knew she was older than all of them. Fiona saw flashes of sailing ships, ocean breezes, and gardens filled the girl's mind as she slept in the big man's strong arms. Fiona sat up with a gasp, quickly letting go of the girl's hand. She feared something terrible might happen if she accidentally fell asleep. Then she got an idea. Can a wizard help? Fiona thought to herself. This sickness looks the same as when your brother came back into this realm, Fiona explained to Ro as she looked closer at the tiny girl. She peered down into her face, placing her hand on the girl's forehead. Ro looked nervous ready to pull away. Do not worry, Ro. I've done this many times on your own brother. Through mental concentration, Fiona worked to revive the girl with the same magics the wizard had taught her. She was relieved when she didn't blunder and the spell worked. That would be just my luck, she thought to herself. The girl's eyes fluttered open. Hello? Hello? "'What is your name?' Fiona said in the girl's own language, knowing she didn't have much time. "'I feel not well,' she whispered, barely moving her lips. "'You have just come back from a curse. It is expected. "'Will you stay with me? "'Are you the one you held my hand out of the cursed sleep?' The girl struggled to see Fiona better, but her eyes were clouded over like ice. Yes, I am your kin. Will you stay with me? Fiona asked firmly, needing to hear the words. My name is Nolan. I will try to stay. So thank you. Then sleep for now, Nolan. Fiona moved her hand over the tiny elf girl's face and her eyes shuddered closed into a controlled sleep. Her name is Nalin, Fiona told Rovash. She is trying to stay with us. We must keep her warm and wait until EJ can travel in the morning. We should bring her to the wizard Sybilis to see if there is something he can do to strengthen her. To ensure her survival that is all we can do I will carry her Roe said gratefully for some hope to hold on to for the girls sake Fiona grabbed a blanket from nearby and wrapped it around them both in the big chair till morning then she whispered as she hugged them and kissed Roe on his worried brow Fiona went back to Eaglem in the other room Again, she felt the weight of this day hit her like a rock slide. She crawled in next to E.J. and fell into a fitful sleep. So, our friends have found more Edelin, but only one survivor. What a horrible and wondrous thing. Seeking the wizard's help might just be the answer to all their problems. It seems getting away from Eldalorn would be helpful as well. Hopefully not forever though. The trees! Hmm, I'll just have to listen to the rest of the story to find out what happens next. And if you like what you're hearing, don't forget to give us a five-star review and a giant smiley face, so I know you're out there. My name is Carly Bonn. I am the author-narrator of the Tales of Eldelorn trilogy. Find a cozy chair and maybe even a cool drink as we meet with Chapter 25, She is Nollin. And now for the rest of the story... After saying goodbye to Eldalorn, our friends headed out to Autumnwood Forest to find the wizard Sibylist. I have to learn to control myself. I am so thoughtless, Fiona said out loud for what seemed like the 1400th time. EJ could see what Fiona was doing to herself and slowed his pace to speak. You must stop being so hard on yourself. I drag you both into danger. This is not funny. I'll be the death of my loved ones if I cannot learn to use my mind and think first. Ro would have found himself alone in desolation again. The thought of the pain she saw on his face the night before broke her heart. and She began to cry. Ejlom reached out and grabbed her by the hand. Fiona, you're the youngest of us. If there is fault to be found, it is in your elders for listening to you. We let our hearts lead us because it was the right thing to do. We knew the risk. Fiona could see Ejlom's sincerity. It did not ease her sadness. EJ winked and smiled his bright smile at her. She was so struck she couldn't say anything for a moment, and almost stopped moving. How do you do that? She cringed at him, still angry with herself. Hurry, or we'll have to carry you too, EJ teased her. They took off running even faster to catch up with Roe, who was getting way too far ahead. Rovash cradled Nalan loosely in his arms, so she would not feel the jarring pace as he ran. The girl's skin was still gray and fishy, but she moaned and moved now and then. Rovash thought he felt her snuggle closer. It was a good sign of life. He was hopeful for her sake. It was true. They finally arrived on the edge of the forest in half a day's run. "'Do you remember the way?' Rovash half-shouted, catching his breath. "'The forest all looked different from the last time. "'The surrounding daylight was also different.' "'We could climb up a tree,' Fiona said with a determined voice. "'Let me try that again.' E.J. gave Fiona a boost into the closest tree, and she quickly climbed to the top.' She was sure the wizard's house was east, but there were no lights to see in the daylight, so she was just guessing. "'I feel a strange longing,' Roe confided to his brother. "'I've been gone too long from the fort. I agree. It has been too many weeks.' We'd been lulled into a kind of idleness. I suspect our mother's home is somehow infected by the island curse. E.J. frowned unhappily as he said it. Huh, Rose scowled as he realized E.J. was probably right. His mind did feel clearer the farther away from Eldelorn they ran. After Fiona came out of the tree, they all started moving to the east. Soon it became apparent they weren't on the right path. This is not the way, Fiona blurted out having realized they went too far into the Autumnwood Forest. I remember there was a pond, a small river, a clearing. This path is not it. Fiona felt a growing fear in her gut for the lack of time and realizing they might be lost. All they could see were trees and more trees. Panic began to rise in Fiona's chest. She shook her head, trying to clear the strange feeling creeping into her mind. Look here, Ro said, rubbing his foot across the ground. A path. This is the hidden elven trail. We must stay on it, otherwise the magics in this forest will make you lose your wits. E.J. firmly pulled Fiona over to himself and entwined their fingers together. He could see she was not well. (sighs) Out of the fire into the frying pan, Roe mumbled to himself. We must move quickly then, E.J. said, keeping a good grip on Fiona's hand. Where do we go then, brother? Roe turned to him and with a serious look on his face said, We go into the kingdom of the Eldar Seer, King Elindul. On the evening they stumbled upon the wizard's home. They were being watched. King Elindul saw them through a large glowing orb. On this day, the eve of starlight and memories. Elendil came into his full power and covered the land with deception so Thendil's sons would have to find their way to his palace. The king had refused to leave when the migration of the Edelen had reached an end, even when his son and daughter finally went to join the last ships He stayed behind. It was the start of the fourth age back then, and he too had felt the yearning of Untuoni's song. Like waves crashing into stone cliff, he weathered the pain. Through many long ages, Elindul had seen with his own eyes many wars and the corruption of men and dwarves and Edelin alike. He grew tired of this place, but in his resolution he sat waiting. The mother of these young ones honors all of the creation, giving into this realm a son most high. I will not leave here for the sake of him and his beloved mother. And so it was. The king refused to go. He sat guarding his hidden kingdom and waited, and he knew, in his wisdom, this day would come. Rovash, Egelam, and Fiona walked forward into the forest for what seemed like hours. They had almost lost the trail several times, but rose tracking kept them on the path. It was getting dangerously dark. Suddenly the path opened up. They found themselves in a clearing. In the center was an abandoned ivory-colored bridge that spanned across a rough field. It was almost hidden with all the vines that had covered it. Trees had broken through its sides, sundering the stone into pieces. They followed the thin path that led them to a gate that looked greenish-gray in the evening darkness. It stood split up the middle into two huge, ornate, heavy doors that had no visible keyholes or handles to open it. Roe pounded on the door. It echoed, hollow and desolate, beneath his fist. I'm sure they all left for Ilmatar long ago, E.J. whispered tiredly. He, too, felt the disorienting effect of the forest creeping in on him. Fiona wandered away to lean on the bridge rail and wait for the guys to sort this out. "'The king owes us help, and I know now he is here,' Rovash said with certainty. "'He's not home, Ro,' E.J. whined.' This door would not be seen if he was not here, E.J. He was not a king like the others. He was always hidden from the realm, even to the elves, unless he allowed it. Then why, brother, does his forest defenses poison us if he wants us here? Everyone left or died and someone forgot to turn it off. E.J. accidentally swung at Roe as he stumbled sideways. Hey, could you try to knock again or yell or something? Fiona weakly pleaded, not quite sure what she was thinking anymore. The guys just stood there arguing. They looked like they would soon come to blows if she didn't do something. Ro might even drop the girl in their addled frenzy. Fiona made a fist and held it up in front of her eyes so she wouldn't lose track of it. With great effort, she staggered forward to pound on the gate. Hey you and there, greetings to anyone. Is anyone home? Her words slurred as she ran the last few steps with her fist ready to crash the door down. To Fiona's surprise, the gate slowly opened with a grinding creak to her light push. She lurched back, eyes bugging wide because there in the opening stood the king. Oh my gosh, King Ilinduil is still alive after all these years. He has to be the oldest living thing in the entire realm of Angli. I would guess about 15,000 years to be exact. He must be just brimming with wisdom or insanity. Well, I guess we'll find out next week. So come back for the rest of the story. See you then. Bye-bye. elvish lesson of the day Sewell, straight up greetings to you Sewell s-u-i-l the edelins stand on a lot of formal greeting because what else do you have when you live so long i am joyous to meet you may the morning be good you are well met Made the ovenin. I guess you've heard that one before, but it has been a long time. Made the ovenin. You are well met. Okay, you can stop bowing now and walk through the door. Sul malanamine. Sul.